Where was that when Daniel, who wanted the rap? Need a beatboxer? Daniel? Where was that? I had it. <laughs> Yo, what up? This Trezza. This Trezza. This Trezza. <laughs> album coming soon. Yeah. This, the album's going to be called The Casual Fan. <laughs> Trezza, The Casual Fan. Yeah. It's already yeah. done. It's already made. Pretty much. It's already written. So this is the fifth so this is the fifth episode of the casual fan yeah today we'll be talking about different new year's stuff like best albums best songs yeah so i don't know which best movies i remember that's one of them you said so yeah stuff like that then we're gonna talk about the we're actually probably we're gonna start with the m verse joe button actually we might as well yeah and then also we'll speak about the black panther pre-sale numbers Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, okay. So you were saying something about the um, you're gonna have to restart then. Okay, so um, after watching like um, who else was I watching too? I was watching an um, was it Breakfast Club? No, it wasn't Breakfast Club. Someone else. But the the whole thing came down to loyalty and all that stuff. And right. Um, when when I was watching Dead End Hip Hop today, they had already reviewed the, the M album, and they're all fans of M, but all of them were like seriously disappointed in the album. Right, right. That's what you hear pretty much across the board. Yeah. So um, that rev- the review they did came out like two days ago, and then the Chloroseptic remix came out yesterday. Okay. So their fans. Were, were were commenting on the review of the album as if the remix had came out before they did the review of the album. So they had to do another review of the Chloroseptic remix. Because they're, they're, apparently their fans were like, oh, you didn't hear the remix, you didn't hear how good he sounded on that. And they were like, well, you know, I guess we're going to have to review Chloroseptic because they liked the remix. But then they were like, that's even worse now because... We know you can do it now. We know you still got it. Was there really any doubt that he still had it, though? Well, it's just that it's his musical choices. Yeah, that's the like, thing. Like we know, Amka rap. Like nothing could change. Like Amka rap. Well, that's the thing. But he's they choosing. Didn't, they didn't really like most of everything about the album, other than the content. Right. So they were even saying like his rapping was not up to what he can do, but then. Yeah, but then the Chloroseptic remix came out and they were like, well, where was this on the album type of thing? Exactly. Okay, but seeing that the general consensus was that fans overall disliked the album. Um, uh, what's his called? What's his name? Um, used to be with Hip Hop DX. Uh, Justin Hunt. He does, he does what's it called? Um, the Company Man. What's you that? Ever seen that one? He no. he ends it's called um at the end of every one of them he says, but I don't have the answers, right? He he um he'll just take like stuff that's going on in hip hop, he'll review it, he'll break it down, he'll take certain topics, he'll pose questions, all that stuff. But he's like in the end, he's like, I don't have the answers though. Right. You know, because it's kind of leaving it up to you. And okay. he was talking about how um he was talking about he was doing the numbers on the M and M albums. And he was the the actual thing that his was about was 
did Eminem alienate his fan, his fan base the same way Tiger Woods alienated his fan base? Because when Tiger came out, the black community embraced him. And then he turned right. around and said, no, I'm not black. I'm Calvin Asian. Exactly. So then they dissed him, right? So now you got Eminem saying, well, if you're down with Trump, you know, fuck off. I'm not with you. You're on that side. But then when you look at the the breakdown of his fans in America, most of them are rural. Um, Suburban. Um, it's mostly a white fan base. And a lot right, of them right, are right. in like, you know, they're, 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 they're the country version of the ghetto. So a lot of them are Trump supporters. So when you look at when you look at the numbers of the new album, they're down like seventy percent from all his from his average of first week sales. Right. So for most people, three hundred thousand the first week is a lot, but he averages like almost yeah. a million. Close to a million between five hundred thousand and no, it's like it's no, it's like nine hundred thousand. It's like his average. <laughs> it's yeah, his pretty average. much. He he showed the numbers and everything from even he's he showed the numbers and even the last three albums, his numbers went up. So he went from like I think it was uh, a relapse yeah. was like seven hundred thousand, recovery was like um, seven fifty, um, the one after that, something like that, and then this one was the drop. So this one was down to like two seventy, I think, first week. So, so that ties in with um, the whole thing with Button, because people are like, okay. "Oh yeah, um, he's down with Shady. He shouldn't have been so critical of it." But the general consensus is people don't like the album. Joe Button didn't like the album. He didn't like the track list. He didn't like, you know, what I'm saying he didn't like seeing. Pink and Ed Sheeran on it, which is probably what his fan base is looking at and saying, we don't want that. Now, if there's anybody I feel that should oh, get that's not you... true because they actually liked it when he did with Rihanna. This is not the first time he did it with Pink. Skylar Gray, he was going well, down that lane anyway. He was, but um, not when it's half the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, M's got those big joints. He's got those big pop joints. The Rihanna joint. The, You know what I'm saying? He'll have those. Skylar Grey joints. But this one felt like it was half of the album. That was like that. You know, that sound. That what he was going for. The big okay. single type of thing. Big pop single type of thing. Right. So, I mean, if anybody's going to keep it real with you, I would rather have somebody that's in your camp be that critical. You know what I'm saying? Like go that hard. Yeah. As I hard as so. Joe went. Joe could have said. Joe said, off of this one song, I based the album's gonna be garbage. Like he couldn't say, yo, based on this one song, for this album. Now you know and I mean? like was, yeah. Envy was saying on, on The Breakfast Club what he should have done was give him a heads up and say, hey, I'm going to say some things. You may not like it, but I'm giving you the first. You know what I'm saying? Heads up saying this is going to happen. Yeah. 
maybe he should have done that. Yes, I think he should have done that. But at the same time, it's Joe Budden. You know what I'm saying? And if you really want to call a spade a spade, Eminem's been dissing people for years. How do you think they felt on the other side? You know what I'm saying? So you can't yeah. say, you can't, you can't say, I'm gonna diss Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears, because they're fake and company made and and this, that, and the third. And then when people say, Well, your new shit is all like radio shit. You're doing these big pop tunes and you, you have a soft skin about it. You got to be able to take it. Pause. He could, but that's like, I don't know, just someone that you know in the media. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. Uh, I wouldn't. You could have just told me. I had that. I had that. Um, when when I was really just starting out uh, making music, I was putting um, songs on this this um, site called the Underground.net uh, from Bermuda, and the guy who ran it, he was the one of the one of the first people to record me as an artist. Okay. So when he reviewed my song, he trashed it, and I was salty for a minute, but then like a day two later, I was like, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna get those reviews like that, right? You know what I'm saying. I think I think Eminem's gotta have a thicker skin, especially if you want to build your career from the beginning. I mean, he wasn't just it wasn't just Eminem dissing people when he came out. He was trashing people. He was, he was raping his own mother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he was. You gotta have a yeah. bit of a thick skin with it when you when you want to delve into something like that. Right. You have to be able to, you know what I'm saying? That's probably why I think he won't get into battle rap. Yeah. More likely not. He doesn't he doesn't like people talking about him. That's why that's the whole like that's the whole premise of eight mile. On yourself to the point that no one can say anything about you. So he does it all the time, but the one thing he does have is rapping. And everybody thought I get that. Everybody believes he's great in rapping. So for someone to come and say that he drops, you can say, I don't like it, but to turn around and say, yo, that shit is trash. And then one of 2017's trashest artists. I think somebody's got to say man. it. I think, like, if I put out something that was really, really bad, I would hope you, David, or Emmo would say something. I'd say something to you. Even if it's in the public. Because, here, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and, um, somebody pointed it out. I think it was the guys in Dead and Hip Hop. But they were like, when the Eminem album came out and it was getting bad reviews, you didn't hear anything from Royce. You didn't hear right, anything right. from D12. You didn't hear any anything from any of his contemporaries say anything bad about it. But you didn't hear them at all. Right. Now, imagine, imagine I put out something trash and people are probably looking at my inner circle like, why didn't they say something before he came out? Nobody, nobody checked this before it came out. No quality control. 
done beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think Emma's an artist where he lets them into that process. Um, like Royce might be. I'm saying Royce might be there, and might say like, "You should say this like this," or like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they, they spoke about um, they spoke about an interview that Just Blaze did uh, with somebody a while ago when Just Blaze was working with M, like in Detroit in the studio, and it was like the first time working together, and Just Blaze was giving his opinion on a, on something he did on a song or whatever just to give him like some direction some direction and a bit of critique and he said he said M looked at him and gave him a look and he had to leave the studio for a bit M had to leave or no, just no, had to just leave Blaze had to leave the studio for a bit and then they had to have a conversation <laughs> about it and to me it's like Especially with a producer, you can't. You're they're there to produce, right? Especially just Blaze. I mean, probably at that point, just Blaze working with Eminem. Who knows how much Just Blaze is charging him? Right. You're gonna pay him that much money just to nod his head, press the button, smile, thumbs up, and everything? No. Basically, you want them there for that. <laughs> that's what you're paying for. It's pretty much, but it's if that's what he wants, like, know what I mean? But e okay, but even even to give him a look and then make him leave the studio for a bit, like, come uh -huh. on, man, come on! Not the rap god. Not the he rap doesn't god. want nobody in there in his mix. He has a process that he goes through. I just I think it comes down to like, but you know, different artists are different too when it comes to the writing. Yeah, like that was Biggie's biggest thing why he stopped writing because Puff used to be always over his shoulder like yo what you got what you got yeah so then one day Puffy looked over his shoulder and saw him there and he was like what the hell you writing he's like don't worry about it got it in my <laughs> head <laughs> don't worry about it that's like um. Method Man. Method Man was talking about a session like that, too. Um, he was working with Puff on a track, and Puff left the studio because he's doing a million other things. And he said Puff will come back every, like, half an hour, you know, peek in the studio and say, what you got? What you, what's done? Whatever, whatever. And then go back out. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to... And, and this is not just... I mean, I guess it would start with the producer... You have to be open to getting feedback. You have to be open to hear because because face it, as artists, we have a vision, and a lot of times we think that vision is the end all be all. Right. You know? But that's why you have ARs, that's why you have producers, that's why you have executive producers. Like you need an outside opinion, like like my producer, Future Wave, he mixes and masters his own music. But he would rather somebody else master it so that they can give him feedback on what he doesn't hear. Because you need a, a fresh pair of ears sometimes. Right, right. You know? 
And M's been producing a lot of his own stuff for a long time. I wish he would have stopped that. His beats, I was never a fan of his beats. Like, they work for him. Because most times I figure anybody can make beats for themselves because they know exactly what they want. For the most part. Pretty much. <coughs> so, like, M, his beats were just like, man, they seem so juvenile. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just, nah. I was never I a fan know. of his beats. I like some of his beats. It, it, some of them. Like, it's. He would make his beat work. Like, listen to the beat by itself. You're listening to it. You're like, what the hell is this? But because Eminem goes over top of it, it balances out. Sounds good. Exactly. I'll say this, though. When it comes to it being clear and, and, and mixed properly, he's getting up there and he's been up there for a while because his sound quality is okay. Can, like that, yeah. You can tell. And that's the thing about beats. That's the thing with a lot of beats. It's, it's almost, well, almost, it's the same thing as a sound clash in reggae. Quality and volume will always trump it. Anything else less than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dr. Dre doesn't have the most elaborate beats. No. But I I dare you to find somebody who can get their stuff mixed and mastered. Mixed so much better than nobody. Better than everybody else. So you know, so that's why we herald Dr. Dre. And and let's be honest, we've been well, hearing the same Dr. Dre beats for years. It's the same Dre beat. Like Dre Dre's got a set of beats that have a certain sound and He's tinkered with it. You know, added a little something, took a little something out. But his formula hasn't changed in probably the last 15, 20, 15 16 years. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that. You know. But he might actually drop detox. <laughs> Hold that. I've been over detox for <laughs> you know when I was over detox. There was a um there was a leak. I think it had to have been 07. It was um it was a reference track with TI and Nas. Right. It was called the song was called Topless. And T.I. was referencing Dre's verse. Dre didn't record it yet. But it's T.I. doing what would have been Dre's verse and then Nas doing the feature verse. And that song was banging. And then they had a couple other leaks and then you kind of felt like, all right, this isn't happening. You know what I'm saying? And then um, what was it after that? Um, the I Need a Doctor... The Kush single, and then nothing happened, and I was just like, "All right, yeah, I'm good." He knew the second those songs didn't pop, he was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah. Well, he said it himself. I think it was him or Game said. Well, Game Game was referencing him and said, "You can't go back from gold," and I think that's what he's afraid of. Yeah. 
he doesn't want to be what Eminem is doing right now. Yeah. So. Eminem. Yeah. That's funny. And Joe, well, did you see how Bizarre got into the whole thing? That was actually interesting. Now, I will say this about Joe Budden, and this is something I think he shouldn't have said at all, was um, Joe said something and then um, Bazaar said, well, Eminem hasn't talked to you in 10 years. Yeah. Now that nobody knew, or at least the average or the casual fan didn't know. <laughs> exactly. You know, like... No one would have known about that. So I think he should have kept that in-house. But Joe just runs. Like, when he starts talking... He said he would beat the dog piss out of him in Detroit. I saw that. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Oh, you didn't see that tweet? I saw that. I was just like, man... Like, you can't even just speak like that. You have to go do it. Like, you have to do it. Like, I have to see you try that now. But if you can do that to him in his hometown, and his hometown is Detroit, man. Honestly, man. Man. I hate to say, I hate to say, because I think Bizarre's, he's funny. I'm not really a fan of his music, but do you remember that episode of Punked when they punked him? And he cried? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't tell me he's a fighter. No. No, he's not. But, man. <laughs> yeah. That but, was yeah, I think they're still going, you know. I think they're still going at it. Well, Joe's Joe's got the the podcast. He 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 spoke about it. I haven't seen it yet. I think I'm going to watch it this weekend, but that that looked interesting. His podcast, uh, how bizarre. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. No, okay, no, no, I just watched that today. Yeah, he just goes over and he doesn't understand why bizarre is saying anything. Bizarre hasn't been M's friend for like ten years, so he's M's nothing. That's yeah, and that opens a can of worms because like. I think now people are interested in why the disconnect between M and D12. I remember they did a tour a few years back and M wasn't on any of those those dates. I bet you I know why. I don't know. M. M went through recovery. We went to rehab. True. You have to distance yourself from the ones that continue to, you know, bring that lifestyle around you. Mm. Royce is clean now. Royce, used, his biggest thing was drinking, and he's like cut back on that. Yeah, he's eating right, so he keeps Royce around. But look at yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre doesn't look like he like he stopped. He keeps um Denon Parton, uh, Porter. Porter is always with them. Him and his brother wasn't it like him and Swifty, brothers or something like that. I think so. I think too. Yeah, he keeps those ones around. And obviously, proof is gone. So the only one that th- doesn't stay around them is bizarre. Makes sense. Makes sense. But in ten years, two thousand seven, what yeah. did he drop around that time? 
dropped in 2009 and Encore 2004. So that's the space that he got clean. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. There's an interesting, there's an interesting Joe Budden um, YouTube clip from like, I think it was 09 or 2010. It was right before um, Royce got clean. But their recording is like Royce, Joe, and somebody else. And they're trying to send one of their guys to get a bottle of tequila or something from Royce's house. And Royce is smashed. And he's like, yo, I'll give you the keys, give you some money, whatever, whatever. I just need the bottle. And like when you see how far he was gone, it's like, okay. I yeah. get why I was that. But he even says it in the songs, like he said he was gone. Yeah. But yeah. But I, I'm very interested in seeing if Joe's gonna go at him lyrically. I don't think so. In the Joe said he's not gonna go. Joe said he doesn't even believe it's towards him. Yeah, I did see a clip. I did see a clip of the How Bizarre, and I remember him saying that. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't even believe it's towards him. He thinks it's towards like everybody else, but him. So. To him, he has no problem with Eminem. He's not going to reply to Eminem. I think he's giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I think he's a little... I don't think he wants to jump the gun on that. Right. But but if it comes out and M says, yeah, he threw some shots, then Joe has to because Joe's always talking about how somebody calls me out, I'm going at him. Exactly. So. But just the fact that Bizarre said it, something. Yeah. Because in the end, like, even if Bizarre hasn't talked to Eminem in 10 years, long time. Yeah. So, that so when he hears words, he's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. But on the flip side of that, he hasn't spoken to him in 10 years. So it's not like he's having conversations with M. Right. It'd be different if he was still in the circle and he heard some things and was like, no, no, for real. He's talking about you. We don't know who still talks to him, if any of them still talk to him. Yeah. But he went off on <laughs> on Twitter, like heavy bodyguard. <laughs> Made no sense. Maybe Bizarre's about to drop something. So he still drops music randomly. He still drops music. I believe you. I won't look for it, but I believe you. Yeah, I think it must stay in Detroit because I never hear it. I think he had this one video. Oh, man, I don't remember it. It was about his, five, it, 10 years it's ago. It's always been a little bit too left field for me. It was, he was trying too hard. It was just annoying. It's like, okay, we understand that Eminem does this stuff, so far as him. I think that's really him, though. It's just, yeah. I think that's really him. I mean, the music's only a, a, a projection of who you really are. 
His real name is Rufus. <laughs> I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> Sorry to anybody named Rufus that might be watching this. His name is Rufus. That's different. Like, well, he's in this for like a seventies kid, so that name was still kind of popular. Rufus and Shaka Khan. I need to call my son Rufus. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? So I don't think he. Um, hold on. Ten years ago, let's see what this guy was doing. But it really doesn't say much. He's sometime in 2011. He's going to be one of those guys. Unfortunately. Well, I guess fortunately for him, he's going to be one of those guys that's always going to be the guy next to the guy. Yeah. Oh, this guy's been dropping music like from 2012 on at least a year. 2016, he didn't drop something. He's got to be making a profit. So, yeah, he must have a little cult following. Those little crazy kids that love. Maybe he's a juggalo. Daddy said he fucked his mom. Oh, my God. And then his grandma and then his sister. Oh, my God. This is amazing. He's got to be making a profit if he's putting out an album every year. That's true, though. Can't knock the hustle. Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do you want to talk next about Black Panther or. Now, there wasn't any numbers. I didn't see any numbers, but the the guy that does, I guess, the, the pre ticket sales or whatever for. I think it's. I think it's either it's either the um I think it's the company that does the the online sales for uh, a number of movie productions or companies. He's the one that put out the tweet that said the numbers are in and for the first 24 hours the Black Panther pre-sale tickets are the highest MCU um pre-sales to date yeah the previous record was held by captain america civil war which was released in may of 2016 yeah so the hype is real man like people are really interested a black superhero (laughs) a black superhero in 2018 is in high demand like you would you would think he was somewhere in there as far as the MCU goes, as far as the hype goes, the anticipation, but to be the guy now leading it at the top and the movies um, in February, and I don't believe in Black History Month, but this is dope. Let me throw a wrench in there. Yeah. He's not North American. I know. Really represent all black people. Like Luke Cage didn't get this much love. 
Actually, Luke Cage didn't get as much love. Luke Cage got a lot of love. Luke Cage numbers were huge, but this is different. Does that make a, actually? Does that make a difference? That because biggest, yeah, he's not North American, because he's not Canadian or even American, or not American or even Canadian. He, he's British, right? No, not even just the actor. I mean, the character itself. The character is African, like. It's a strong African character, but it's not a strong North American black character. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that says a lot, though. Friends. That says a lot, though. I mean, because keep it a buck. Most of the people going to the, the movie theaters supporting films in general are white people. Mm-hmm. So. And black people are going to go watch this. Oh, yeah. It's not definitely. really representative of them it's just representative of their skin yeah i'm looking forward to it i i might even pre get a pre um pre-order my tickets bruh i am waiting a good two three weeks before i go with that big everybody in one place that's gonna drive me nuts no i'm gonna take the day off and i'm gonna catch the early like i'm gonna catch like an early early one because yeah you're okay gonna, you're going to catch some people in the morning, but you're not going to catch everybody. Um, which one was it? I think it was, it might have been Civil War. No, it was Age of Ultron. I went, I, I saw it the, the first day and I saw the first, um, the first showing of it at like noon. And the good thing about, one thing I will say about MCU movies People are so interested that they don't talk. Not the not the theaters I've been in. Other movies, people will be doing stuff, saying stuff, whatever, but they're so hooked on the story and catching everything that they yeah, wanna sure. they wanna they don't wanna miss a thing. So that's one thing I'll say about Marvel movies. You can always go in there, at least from my experience, I've always been able to go in there and have an interrupted experience because that's one of the things that I don't like about movie theaters. I don't like dealing with ignorant people. I don't like. I'm so focused when I watch. I watch a movie that I don't even pay what's around me. Nah, me chattering. I can't. I don't have time. Do I've had some bad theater experiences. I saw. I think it was the second Planet of the Apes. And okay. And again, this is this is one of those, like a lot of times I'll book the day off and just go early. And right. it's one of the times. And I went there and the theater was almost empty. But there was a mother with like three kids. Uh, uh, and it was just, yeah. they were just like running up and down, talking, shouting. I looked over and I guess she could feel that somebody looked at her and like we're across <laughs> from the aisle she's on the whole other side but she must have felt the death glare the death stare was there because she looked over and then she was like oh I'm sorry and then she starts talking to her kids like what you, you didn't think at some point you should just tell them maybe you should you know y'all be quiet maybe she didn't realize you were there it doesn't matter though you're at a theater it's not your theater but it's you came to the you go to the theater because Pretty much nobody's there. Yeah. So maybe she's used that to you that nobody's there. I don't know. I'm I'm talking as a father, so 
nobody's there. So if you can let your kids run around, blood clot, you're gonna let them run around, be I can't like I can't down. I can't I can't do it. Not in a public place. Like I can't. Not in a public place. I went to a Mandarin once. It was my birthday. Was, this is when me and my, my ex-wife were together. And we went to Mandarin um, just to have dinner uh, on my birthday. And it must have been a kid's party. And unfortunately, black kids, black parents. And when I tell you kids were running up and down the place. Yeah. Yo, one of the kids. With no remorse. Yo, one of the kids climbed on somebody's chair at a different table, like grown white people. And this kid just hopped on the chair. I'm playing. <laughs> and there, there had to be, there had to be no fewer than like 15 kids. That's a lot of kids. Yo, it for was one like, party. Yo, it was like it was like they were at the the, the McDonald's. The playground whatever or whatever. Yeah, it was like they were at that, and you're at a restaurant. And I look, I'm looking over at the parents. Parents looking like they they don't even see none of this going on. They're just having their own little conversation in their own little world. They don't care. They put the kids in one spot. As long as they don't leave the table, they're not. They don't, they're not watching. We're not in one spot. They are running around tables, under tables. And this is why I support bootleggers to the fullest. Because if I can have a good version of it and chill at my home and avoid all that, cool. <laughs> it's but not that bad. I've, I've had some bad movie experiences, man. People are just people are just disrespectful. Like they don't respect the fact that they're not the only ones there. There's other people, other people have paid their money to watch the film. Right. Not to compete with other people and the voices and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's but a that's good thing. That's the thing I like about the, the Marvel movies because whether they're, it's not really, it's not R-rated flicks other than um, um, Deadpool, um, but they're, they're mature enough to where you're following the story. Right, and you want to see everything. You want to see if you can catch all the Easter eggs and all that stuff. You know that the movies are intertwined, so you want to. Oh, okay, they referenced that in the last one. People want to do that, so they're paying attention. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna book that day off, and I'm gonna go, um, and and check an early screening of it. Let me know which theater. I gotta bring the kids out to a movie. They gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ghost Rider be chilling though. He probably just lay back, cross his arms like this. That's how he chills. He just sit there and lay back like that all the time. Can he be the wild one, laughing the whole time? Especially if it's a funny movie. Yeah. And she has a hearty laugh, like that. <laughs> what the hell? Stop laughing. Yeah. I mean, you do something wrong around here. You mess up. And you're trying to hide it. Hide it, man. <laughs> Daddy, you tripped. <laughs> Stop, man. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yeah. I can't wait to check that though. And then like Infinity Wars is like what two months after that? Infinity War is gonna be February, crazy. February, March, April, May, like three months after that. Yo, this um Soul Gem. I better not play these games. Yeah. Really interested to see what what um I'm interested to see when the winter soldier is gonna come out of his ice block. Is a uh, frozen state. It's probably gonna be in this one, or end credits. Yeah, it's gonna be in. Comes at the. What's that? The Avengers. Captain America comes out on the Avengers. I wonder if he's gonna show up at all during Black Panther though. I think it's gonna be an end credits thing. And I'm interested to see how many end credit scenes they're going to have in this one since the very next one is Infinity Wars. Well, they're going to have to have a few. Yeah. And I didn't see Thor. So, okay, at the end of Thor. Oh, no, they're going to show that. They had Hopefully two. they show One was the real real one going forward and then they had the one with the um uh grandmaster was it grandmaster oh yeah yeah i know you're talking about though yeah at the very very end still no still no sign of nick fury i'm not happy about that yeah that's that's how nick fury stays though he doesn't just he watches see what's going down i hope this is a swear No, he'll he'll pop out. He'll pop up. You gotta give him the scene first before he makes any moves. It's Nick Fury. Nick Fury doesn't have to be there all the time. Because when he does come, it's to set set things straight. Like he knows exactly why he's there. Yeah. Is yeah. You'll see. He'll pop up in the back. Avengers. Together for. They're going to be like, what do you mean? And then he's going to bring him into this freaking secret bunker with all this freaking extraterrestrial technology. And you're going to be like, what? When did you have time to do this? Dividing that screen time is, is going to, they're going to have to play that like a symphony. That's gonna have to be so well orchestrated. It's it's a real rumble. Like <laughs> how long? Do, how long do you think Everybody's Infinity gonna War is gonna movie. be? How how long do you think Infinity War is gonna be running time? It's got to be at least three hours. Two. That's why they have it in two parts. Yeah, it'll be like two hours. It'll be like two. Bro, all the. Well, first you gotta give it. You gotta get everybody back together, right? Yes, you gotta get everybody back together. He's gotta go get the. I'm from, the Nova Corps. Yeah. Um. 
Loki's given him the Tesseract, but we don't know if he's giving it to him directly or to one of his people. Or if Thanos takes it in the beginning when he meets um, Thor and, and, and Loki when the ship arrives. That was that that was the last part of Ragnarok when the ship arrives. Right, right, right. We don't even know if he gets he, he's probably gonna get on board and they fight. Who, Loki or Thor? Thor and Thanos. Yeah, Thor's gonna try to Thanos can just banish him into space and that's when yeah. he hits the shield and so the rest. So they gotta go through that, then they gotta go Oh, and then Hulk gets thrown back into what's it called as well? Back to Earth. Yeah. Straight gotta, into Steven Street's house. They gotta patch Tony and and Captain America back together. I think that'll happen later on. They don't have to do that right away because they'll be in two separate areas. At first. Yeah, but 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 in New York. That's what I'm saying. That that plays into the running time. That's why I think this movie is gonna be like three hours, because you gotta there's there's a lot of groundwork first. And then there's the chase. And then there's everybody's racing to get to the 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 um the gems. And and like Biggie said, somebody's gotta die, so there's gonna be some deaths. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's gonna be three hours because Captain America Civil War was what two and a half. Was it? Yeah, and they had to balance out a lot in that, and that didn't even have everybody in it. So even though it's a two-parter, you still have so much to to cover before you even get to part two. Still, Civil War was yeah two and a half. You still got to integrate the Guardians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot, man. There's a lot going on. Oh, I want to see. They said they teased um what the Infinity War's runtime will be. Will likely be the longest longest MCU movie yet. Okay, so it could be possibly three hours. I would think so. That'd be my guess, at least. Man, that's a lot. You know, you sit all through it too. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Well, um, Civil War didn't for me personally. It didn't seem like two and a half hours. Right. No, it Maybe didn't. Because I was that interested in it. That, that, and um, even what's it called? Um, even though it's not an MCU title, um, The Dark Knight Rises. That was like two thirty, two forty. That was the one. Um... Bane. Okay. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. Yeah. Sort of like um, went without some stuff. Holy shoot, wow. It didn't feel that long. Yeah. Yo, Batman vs. Superman was three hours and three minutes. It definitely I, felt that long. I still haven't seen it. 
You're okay. Don't ruin it. If you like, if you like Superman and Batman, don't ruin it. Um, the multiverse. Spider Man. No, the multiverse, like alternate realities. Oh, okay. If you believe in that, you can watch Batman vs Superman and understand that it's not the one. It's not the Batman and Superman you know, because okay. they're very stupid. Very stupid. I was just watching something about um, how they're gonna do the the integrate Spider Man into the um, the what's it called uh, the Venom the Venom movie. Oh, how are they gonna do that? He's not gonna be in it per se. I think it was. They, I think they will mention him, and they're gonna mention like where he's at because of because it takes place. Um, I think the Venom one takes place in San Francisco. I think it was okay. Um, but they're doing this. Was it symbiotic? Oh man. I can't remember the name of the actual comic that they're basing it off of. But there will be some sort of mention of Spider-Man because at some point they're going to integrate him in a way, in some way. So, yeah, that looks interesting. So they are going to put them in or no? I think they're working out the details. But in the meantime, he's going to be mentioned because because of the storyline that they're doing with Venom. Oh, I think, yeah, he'll be mentioned for sure. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to bring this one in. Like, what's his name? Not for this one, no. Tom Hardy. But it's kind of like foreshadowing. I'm not sure how I feel about that Venom movie, honestly. Tom Hardy? Not just it's just so random. Like it doesn't fit anywhere within the I think that's what happened. Like my mind is so stuck within the MCU. Yeah, because it's not in the MCU. That a Marvel movie outside of that, it's like, but you didn't tell us any backstory yet. You didn't say the whole Spider Man story. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. But they're just going boom. Yeah, it's it's just the thing. I think they wanted to go forward with it, but they they can't do anything contractually to integrate them. So I think yeah. they're just kind of doing what they can and kind of making mentions and references. So at some point, they can do that. What if I don't know? I guess it's they're guess definitely there's rules. There's rules to be if you do it within the MCU. Yeah. So that's why they're like, we can't just go right ahead and jump into the MCU because then they're going to make Venom. We're going to have to tone down the Venom and Carnage. And Carnage isn't one of those ones you're supposed to tone down. Yeah. Exactly what his name is. So. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a um like a Deadpool type of deal. With some like leaning more towards rated R or something. Yeah. No, I think it's no, I believe it's, they said it's gonna be rated R. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. It doesn't make sense if it's not. So I'm interested though. Oh, okay, it said it may be rated R. That makes sense. I don't know. I'm still waiting to see how they get the costume done because we still have what's his name? Topher. Who played Eddie Rock? Yeah. Finn Balor <laughs> playing Venom. So, you know, I need that real Venom. Like, they have to get Eddie Brock right. It's not even out, even just the Venom. They have to get Eddie Brock right. Eddie Brock wasn't big at first, but he got himself big that yeah. the symbiote who, who better than, um, multiplied his power. Who better than Tom Hardy to be able to transform into that sh- that size? Look what he did with Bane. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can be. There's, there's, certain, there's certain actors that could do that to their body. Tom Hardy's one of them. He put on, I think for Bane, he put on something like 30 or 40 pounds of muscle. That's not, that's the average person can't do that. Oh, it looks like they put out the first um, photo. Oh. He was at a he was at a Comic Con in in um, Brazil, I think, and he was on the set, and they were like doing like a live feed. Oh. Never mind, it's just a picture of him as Eddie Brock. Yeah, man. Um, clickbait bullshit, man. Yeah, they got people all. Oh so, yeah, first look of Tom Hardy in Venom. As no, Venom in Venom. No, there's 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 one where I like I watched the clip like probably a couple hours ago. He's he's doing a live feed from the the set um at a, to a Comic Con in like Brazil or something like that. And they're like in a theater or like a I don't say a stadium, but something like that. It's a huge venue and they're watching him on the screen and he's on location in San Francisco. No, no, no. He's in San Francisco, but they're live feed to San Francisco for that Comic Con. He's on he's on set in, in San Francisco shooting um Venom. Okay. We are Venom. Walking Dead, we have Negan, Iceberg. Sure. What you know what did they? What did that do? Do you know, I can't even see how long we've gone. Random. 
Are we rocking the shot club versus everybody for the photo shoot? With Steve Cardi? I don't think so. So I don't think. What's that? So unless David has done fly I think that would be more for your line. With so, Steve Cardi one? We'll see because we still got to see because it's all the timing, right? Yeah, but so, it's going to happen. But, but it's just going to wait until February. Yeah. We're going to wait until February. Yeah. Yeah, so we could either look into fine. I was thinking of doing the shock of one, but just doing the outline of it instead of just color. But yeah, that will be on it. So make sure you guys are on the lookout. Shot Club hoodies coming. Yeah. And through Fly Crown, Shot Club hoodies, Iceberg. Yeah, all, all that yeah. stuff will be going in. Shot What's glasses, still. Hit yeah. us up. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into these. The top whatever, top fives. Mm. I don't even think I've watched that many movies see the top five. Yeah, so. I can't say that either. Like all the movies that I remember watching this year. <sighs> shoot. Most of them are MCU. <laughs> Spider Man. Uh Ragnarok. That was too, it? like it's like I don't really watch that. I watched um, you watched the um, the Planet of the Wolves or Planet of the Wolves, uh, oh, Planet of the Apes. I never got to see that, and I want to see it because I saw the first two. I thought the first two were really dope. Okay, how was it? So, it's dope actually. I like those movies. I like how they do it. It looks yeah. dope. All right, so I'm on complex.com. Sorry, I'm on complex.com. And their top three albums is number one, Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. Jay Z444, and number three, SZA. Okay. I thought this SZA album was cool. Listen to the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was dope. Um, there's some of the production that I didn't, I wasn't really, really into, but other than that, I thought it was dope. The double XL number one for them is Kendrick, number two, Jay Z 444, number three, ID, the Never Story. Who? J-I-D. Oh, okay. From Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, I heard of him. Four, Lil Uzi. Big Sean, I decided. I never Big heard Sean of this. album that well. I don't think I've ever okay, listened to a Big Sean. I've never found a Big Sean album to be that, like, great. Had good hits and shit, but it wasn't something great to me. 
I, I think he's dope. I think he's 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 definitely got songs that I really like, but his voice is not one that I can listen to from beginning to end. Yeah, I can there's see a, that. There's a characteristic in there that just doesn't doesn't jive with me. You said jive. I said jive. Oh, I said jive. Ain't no jives over. Where does jive? There I think word. jive is not a real word. I think it's just them saying jive wrong. I'd rather say jive wrong than say jive. <laughs> jive turkey. Yeah. For complex, number four was future. Okay. And five was Sampha. That's my favorite album. Sampha? That was my favorite. Like most of my top five, top ten isn't even hip hop. But Sampha's my favorite. You said it's gospel? Process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um really good. it's gospel. No. Hold on. That's what it said here. Definitely got that wrong. No, so it was like a mix. Oh, oh I remember that. that he's got a very, he's got a very interesting voice. Interesting. Um, let's see, film wise, IMDb. Oh, it's gonna be all those like weird movies. It's all like Independence and yeah. yeah so, did you see that movie Coco? I did not. It's a wicked movie. It's a Disney movie, but it's a wicked movie. Yeah, you were talking about it on the show. It's a really dope movie, based on like. Mexico when it's like the dead type of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty dope how they brought everything together. Yeah. Spider Man. From what I saw, it was like they got really good reviews. Oh, Guardians 2 was out last year too. That's the one I was trying to remember. Huh? Guardians 2 was alright. Get out was dope. Logan was dope too. I didn't watch Get Out. I just just watched Get Out. Get out, dope. Oh, Wonder Woman. Didn't see Wonder Woman either. And that's Wonder Woman is good. That's the one everybody's saying. That's the first one they did good. Yeah. The first one they really did good. The only one they did good. Outside of like the old. The old Batmans. War of the Planet of the Apes. That's what it's called. That Which one's dope. The newer one. Guardians, the Lego Batman movie. I didn't see that, but I heard it was funny. I saw the original uh, Lego movie. Yeah, hilarious. I went to see it with a friend, and we snuck Mickey's in. (laughs) Mickey's a Bacardi, and watched it. Because I was just like, I got to watch this on something. And it, it was great. Right. 
Yeah, but I'd like I'd like to see the 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 Batman one. I think there's a movie called Prevenge. Yeah, woman getting revenge. Yo, um, the foreigner. It's the new Jackie Chan movie. Okay, yeah, I heard about that. Really dope movie. Okay. I really liked it with Pierce Brosnan. Is he still doing his own stunts? I think so. Right? So. Oh, Justice League was this year too. Did you see that? Nope. I'll do it to yourself. I don't know. When I saw Aquaman, I was just like, I don't care how badass you try to make him it's aquaman like he talks to fish <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like they're dissing him in the previews like do i really want to see it you know what it was like but it was it's kind of the opposite because like when i first heard that they were going to do bane for um dark knight rises i was like i don't know about this and then i saw it and i was just like it's pretty dope at least the way they did it, because they 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 made him. Remember the first they made, time they did it. They made him look like a clown in the cartoons and shit. So no, do you I remember never the really... first time they did it. Are you talking about in the uh, what was it? Batman and Robin. Yeah, Robin. Yeah. He was like glowing green. It was like green. It was like a tint of green. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't convinced at first, but when I saw the previews, I was like, all right. Cool. List that I just say. But truly those are like the ones that popped out. If those are the top top movies to me, Spider Man. Um, what was the first one again? I forget. Oh, Logan, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw enough to really, to really have like a top five. I just pick five of the ones I've seen. Because, like, mine is just, like, the three MCU joints. Guardians, Spider-Man, Thor. I liked all of those. And then what else did I see last year? I saw... Uh, oh, yeah. What was it that I saw? It was, like, American... American Assassin, I think it was called. Uh, yeah, I heard about that, I believe. And that was cool. But it's not, like... I'm pretty sure if I saw a bunch of movies, it wouldn't be in the top five. So right, yeah, I saw it in. I went to a drive-in. It's pretty like meh. How many are left? How many drive-throughs are left? Uh, at least the at only drive-in I know of is Oakville. Okay. When I went to is Oakville. That's the only one I know of. 
Is there anyone? Any more that you know of? Any in like the East End or? Not that I can think of off the top. I think there might be one close by. Or something. something. In Vaughn. But I could be wrong. I feel like there's one in Vaughn. There's one way out east as well. There used to be one at Wild Water Kingdom. So they shut that down as well. But that one was so nice and close. Wild Water Kingdom. Top songs, I guess. Top songs of last year. Oh, top songs. Mine's a lot of underground shit. Uh, Mayhem Loren and, and Muggs featuring Rock Marciano, Street Religion. Um, Action Bronson. Um, what was that joint called? Chop, Chop, Chop. Uh, Jay-Z, Marcy Me. Drake, Drake, uh, Lose You. Which one's Lose You? The one where he's going at Meek. He sends a couple shots at Meek. It's not this. No, no, that's family. Top five like that. But that's that's like rap. Like most of my most of my lists are like all over the place. Well, most of my list is rap. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of rap albums that like I was really going back to over and over again. Right. You know, besides Kendrick, besides Jay, besides the Rock Marciano album. There wasn't a whole lot. The Jay Z album, like the would be um, "Story of OJ." That's my favorite song on that. Um, off the Kendrick album, my favorite song is um, oh, uh, what's hold on, Energy. Yes, yes, Energy. Yes, 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 yes. That, that's got, the one. that got so much run on the on the Energy. On the... Element. Element, that's what I meant to say. That's the one. That one's wicked. And then um, there's no standout to me. Like the album's good. Like Mumble Rap, Belly, Mumble Rap is cool. Sahai, there's, I didn't have a really standout track on that one. I didn't have a standout. Like it was just a... a um. The G Easy song grew on me. I can honestly say I've never heard a G Easy song. But then I realized it was a, what's called ASAP Rocky chorus, so it kind of like lost points again. That factors in. That's what hooked me. Like the, the chorus is what hooked me into the verses. The verses are, de- are, are decent, but like it was the chorus that hooked me, not the verses. Yeah. So me thinking it was him who did divert the hook 
And now if I find out it's not him. Oh. Unforgettable. Really. Don't wait to see um Lee's album and then more music and I was just like, oh, never mind. It's not all gonna be like this. <laughs> Unforgettable. That was probably like my song of the year, we can say. Okay. Uh, Mine was a song by an artist named Feist. Well, the man is not his song. You said the man is not his song? Man is not his song by Feist. It's my favorite mm -hmm. song of the year. Most of, my, most of my favorites were outside of hip hop. What was your favorite beef in hip hop this year? <laughs> um, Joe Budden and Complex. <laughs> yeah, that actually. Six hundred thousand people agree with you. Did they did they lose did they lose that much subscribers? Six hundred thousand, like six hundred thousand. That hurts. So what are they at now then? Because they had to be well over a million before. They're at one point six. That's a lot to lose in a matter of weeks. It was within a week. Imagine, so imagine, imagine gaining because, I mean, even though, even though they did get a lot of subscribers because of Everyday Struggle, Complex has had so many subscribers for so long. Yeah, got, right now they're at one point seven. You got to think about how many people that were already there got attached to everyday struggle and then unsubscribed because of that. Not just the people that came in during that run, but the people that were already there that they lost because of that. Right. That's insane. That's an insane amount of people to lose within a matter of weeks. Holy shit. We on this. What time do we start? Uh I'm not 11:30? sure. Eleven thirty. I think so. Yeah, eleven thirty. Yeah, my battery's dwindling down. The show lasts as long as you as long as your battery. Yeah. Did we cover everything though? I think for the most part we did. Yeah, pretty much. The New Year's ratings, we rated our songs, Amverse Joe, Black Panther pre-sales. Yeah. yeah. Random, but were you ever into that Jericho versus Omega shit? No. I was interested from afar, but not interested enough to watch the promos, 
watch yeah. any of the match. Because I don't, I don't know how I really feel about this Kenny Omega guy. Exactly how I feel. First and foremost, I hate his hair. His hair annoys the shit out of me. Like, it's just weird. Once I saw him doing that match with the little girl, I was just kind of like, nah. You sound like Jim Cornette. <laughs> Jim Cornette hates him. Hey, I could watch Jim Cornette. I'm watching Jim Cornette clips on YouTube that I've already watched. That just have hilarious. Been, that I've already watched two or three times in the past couple of years. Yep. Because I want to. I want to hear every sound bite from his from his uh his podcast. Because Cornette's Cornette's not only a library in his mind, but he's also got like the documents. Yep. The booking, the booking, the actual books of the bookings. Like he actually has the bookings with him still from like 70s, from whatever. 80s. Yeah. That's insane. Like when he when he does that stuff on KFib commentaries. I'm to that guy. Yeah. When he does like the interviews on KFib commentaries and he has the actual books there and he's looking at the dates and he can remember. You know, oh yeah, we went to this city after. We went to this town after that. Like, and Cornette's got to be at least what early sixties. Yeah, yeah, that's in mid sixties. Right, that's like pretty, retirement age now. That's pretty good to have your your memory that much intact. Well, you probably didn't pollute it. Yeah. So the boys. That's the boys. Yeah. Jim Cornette. The guy is hilarious. I can listen to him all day. It'd be dope you know, to it's like it's so honest. It'd be dope to get some, you know what we should aim for? We should try to get somebody from from um the WWE HQ on the show. We'd have to go to Connecticut. Don't they still have the headquarters in um in Scarborough? I don't think so. I think there's a um there used to be at least because the security company I used to work for, the the head offices um, was in the same building as their I think merchandise. Uh, I don't think they do. Victoria Park and, it's like Victoria Park and something. It was right on the corner of Victoria Park and I think Don Mills or something like that. I just Googled it. There's nothing. WWE Scarborough. Let me try that. Put in Victoria Park, see if anything comes out. Because I think it was a merchandise. Me shipping and shit. No, nothing comes up. Hmm. Yeah, that was years ago, though. I'm probably closed up shop. Wasting money. They don't like wasting money. Yeah. Oh, speaking of wrestling, um, did you get a hold of Joe? About the guy from Superkicked? I don't even think I talked to her about it. I don't think... No, I didn't talk to her. Okay. Yeah, hit her up because um, 
Because that guy. So once I start like the booking and stuff, then I'll be able to get into that. I haven't even started looking at the booking yet. What season three? For next season. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's really interested in it. David David has to get body slammed though. Pause. But he has to get body slammed. David's going to get body slammed by an oiled up muscle man. Yeah, that's a pause. I'm not even going to say what I was saying. Let's say. Hey, <laughs> it's the truth though, right? The... That's funny. You see David's picture with the hair? No. He, he put up a video today. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're not on there. He put up an old video today. With his um well, with his dreads? I don't I don't want to even say dreads. I just want to say his hair. Oh pre-dreads. No, no. It was dreads. Oh, okay, okay. It's funny. I was like, yeah, what's that on your head, man? Like he said, Don't remind me. It makes me sad. It's like not sad enough. You didn't grow up back. <laughs> <laughs> he got all the time in the world. You know, think about it. Since he cut it off, I'd say that was probably a good. He would have a. He would have some good length right now. So, pause. Yeah, pause. 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 Like, I think that's where the show. Show. Nah, the show should just end right there. Like, we're done. Like, yeah. Thanks for coming out and pause for listening. <laughs> Thank you for coming up. Pause and have a good this, day. This Sunday, Shot Club, MaxNow.tv, MXM1. We got Fresh Kills, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow us on IG at Shot Club Podcast. Facebook, same thing. And yeah, stick to our IG, though. Most of our updates go there. Yeah. We got to put through videos, through me, Trace, the others. With clips. We might, we, we might oh. have we might have to do a live version of um of casual fan Saturday the session. Give him a little sneak peek on what's happening. It's a possibility. Should I be shaking my head like this? Yeah, man. It is so wrong. Why are you a racist? I said I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to talk about those stuff on Sunday. We're going to talk about Oprah. We're going to talk about, well, Donald Trump now. And um, what's that next one? It's really big right now. Oh, the H&M. Well, we'll skim over H&M because it's pretty much yeah, we done. About, it's we, wrapped we up. A little, well, a little bit on, um, yeah, we on there, but... We, we we did talk a little bit about it on CIUT. We did, but uh, but yeah, we, we need our sound clips. Yeah. So yeah, Oprah running for president, H and M, the coolest monkey in the jungle. Yeah. And there's this thing that I found out there, Tide Pod Challenge. Or I don't like the sound of it. Right. We will speak yeah. more about that. The Tide Pod yeah. Challenge on Sunday.
Yeah, man. Shot Club. 6, 6.30 p.m. MaxNow.tv. But if you only have your phone or a mobile device, hit us up right here. here. Hit that subscribe. You know hit the notification. All right. We out. Casual fan. Peace. Peace.